Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. There's the sound. Chris, yeah. remember that sound? It better be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, but of course I remember that sound. It's the show again. We're back, everybody. <laughs> it feels so good. Dave, can you hear us from whatever location you're zooming in from? Two thumbs up on the uh, hearing. Yeah, it's great. Nice. Welcome, uh, aboard. Uh, thanks for having me. Looks like you're in a hotel room. Oh, yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Where in <laughs> the world? Early. Um, I, I am. I'm with the team. Uh, they played last night in Calgary, obviously, and they're going to play Friday in Edmonton. And so in the between days, uh, they've decided to come to a mountain resort to uh, do some team bonding, kind of hang around. And us broadcasters are brought along Ooh. for the ride. So I thought, hey, no better spot to join you guys than deep inside my hotel room. Is there a uh, <laughs> is there a ropes course? Are you guys going to be playing uh, kick the can or capture the flag or doing some trust falls or something like that? I, I think all of those. Um, <laughs> we're going to be playing uh, pin the tail on the donkey. <laughs> and then there's going to be a badminton competition. And then, uh, yeah, we'll just uh, nice. go from there. Yeah. How yeah. good are you at pin the tail on the donkey? You pretty solid? Like... <laughs> I usually miss pretty well. A ringer? Oh, you yeah. Yeah. oh come on. So. Yeah. That would be <laughs> kind of funny if, if they're getting ready for the season by just playing like children's birthday party games. <laughs> like, yeah. A pinata. Kick the can and then Nicky yeah. Nine Door. And- oh, yeah, sure. Do, doing the thing where you put an egg on a wooden spoon and try to run around buoy, maybe, instead of a cone. You like put him out there in the field 30 <laughs> yards. They have to and just whoever run around finishes it is on the power play. So that's cool. <laughs> This is genius. This is this is coaching genius. The Mighty Ducks season three episode. <laughs> Dave, you know how this show goes around here. We can't start until you say the magic words. Yeah, I thought that uh, you know, sitting here between my my t shirts, that uh, now would be a pretty good time to release the show. <laughs> ah! Just one of the season. <laughs> We're Young fish. What's cracking? We cracking. We cracking. We dipping. We diving. We sliding. We're we setting the bar high with episode one this season. Before we all about the action. Release the show. Release. The it feels show. so right. It's released the show. Seattle's best cracking podcast. According to Chris and I. According to us. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's a brand new season. I'm one of your hosts. Yes, sir. Born and raised in Edmonds, Washington. I'm Brett Davern. I'm Chris Labum. (laughs) Not born, but raised on Mercer Island. That's right. And uh, you guys will notice if you're checking us out on social media that Chris and I are wearing black today uh, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. um, Kevin... um, We are in mourning. Well, he uh, has decided to be a good father. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> he, he, he did not. He did not die. He did not. Thankfully, he's, thankfully, he's that was the very morbid there for a second. Now he's got two young ones, and um, you Bumping know, them out. Go help them and be a dad. Family comes first around here. So yep. And uh, but you can, we appreciate yeah. that you have priorities, even though they're kind of backwards. But okay. I mean, if you don't want to talk hockey with your silly idiot friends, like we totally yeah. hear you. It's fine. You know. <laughs> You want to go like teach kids how to read or like the important things in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he's the best. And we wish him well, no matter where he is, because as always, we, we don't know where he is. 
Nope, because you still don't know. Won't even tell from us. an undisclosed well, location. Uh, but joining us on this episode, this first episode of this brand new season, he's the analyst on the radio side for your Seattle Kraken. He's Super Dave Tomlinson, the legend. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. Don't get me mixed up with Zach Alphanakis and between two ferns. It's uh, Dave Tomlinson <laughs> between two lamps. <laughs> Draped in t-shirts. <laughs> you yeah. you are on a team retreat, and it looks like you've brought two Release the Show t-shirts with you in your suitcase. We do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It was um, one of those packing situations where you just, you don't know what to bring. There's so many options up here. There's golf, there's the spa. Um, you know, you can go for a run, you can go for a workout. I heard people do those things. Um, <laughs> some restaurants. And so and we've got some, you know, some team building ourselves within the broadcast uh, group, myself and Everett Fitzhugh. Uh, we're actually roommates oh, in this hotel. It nice. hasn't really happened on the road. Normally we get our own rooms, but because it was, uh, uh, you know, needing a lot of rooms for our, our entourage. But we do have a, a, a door separating the bedrooms. What uh, would, okay. what, would yeah, Fitz, what would Fitz say is the most annoying thing about you as a roommate? I'm too neat. <laughs> 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 he wants to spread out and let loose and just oh yeah Fitz has already turned it into his own backyard and I'm like I'm that's just gonna funny. close my door that's pretty funny and, uh, I don't know I, Chris that seems like one of those job interview answers where someone's like what's your worst quality you're like I care too much <laughs> I work too hard I'm too I'm clean just, of I'm a person <laughs> yeah. so I, I I decided uh you know knowing I'd come on with you guys that I would uh, pack the shirts and oh, I love it. I mean let's be honest I bring them everywhere <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, of I course. Love it. Yeah. Well, so who doesn't? You got They're the, like your blankie, yeah. You got right. the navy blue there. You got the gray. Which one of them will you be wearing underneath your suit on TV so that you can then tear it open and show the world your pride in your love of the release the show show? It will be the one that fits. That <laughs> one there. Because earlier I used to wear this one when I was carrying a couple pounds extra. Because everyone did that for COVID. Just kind of packed it on. Yeah. Yep. Because you didn't know what was going to happen. Yep. The, the COVID-19. Oh, yeah. Uh, so now that I've gotten back to being spelt, um, great underneath. Nice. Well, Dave gives me a perfect segue into letting you guys know that the merch store is open and open for business this season, just as it was last well, season. Check out our profile on any social media. And clearly you should check it out because they look amazing on Dave's two lamps as well. So if they look good on lamps, they're going to look good on you too. Like I'm pretty that sure. That should be the tagline. <laughs> hey, speaking of looking good though, you guys, let's just get into our Seattle Kraken here right away because the preseason, uh, well, they've been playing preseason games and that's been going on. The regular season starts next week. But right now in the preseason, our boys are undefeated looking like they're never going to lose. They look great, Dave. Uh, they do. Uh, it's been fun. I mean, right from the get-go in training camp, uh, you know, your eyes look at uh, Matty Beniers, who had such a great start last season, and then, of course, Shane Wright uh, in training camp as well. So some some young centermen with skill down the middle. And then the free agent signing of uh, Andre Burkowski, who a couple of Stanley Cups, knows how to score, knows what to do in big games, uh, trade for Oliver Bjorkstrand, and all of a sudden you've got more skill and talent than you did had last year and, mm -hmm. and the team's playing like that mm -hmm. in the preseason uh, undefeated at uh, climate pledge arena they didn't even allow a goal in the three games they played there yeah and so they're they're playing faster and they're playing with more confidence and i, I talked with jared mccann who i've got a pretty good relationship with and you know he had said does it look that way up from where you see it because it feels that way down on the ice and, mm -hmm. and definitely like they're it seems like they 
know what to do. Whereas last year, it seemed like they were figuring out what to do and yeah. it lasted 82 games uh, this year early, of course, preseason, you don't really get anything for winning the preseason other than a pat in the back, but uh, they've earned it so far. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, well, Chris, you know, you know, we had a bunch of hockey guys coming on all season last year, you know, Dave, you and, and uh, Gizmo and everything and telling us novice hockey fans that are such a big part of the game is the team bonding and all that. And it's sort of like, yeah, yeah, okay, but how important is that really? And everyone was telling us, well, give them, give them an off season, give them one of these retreat style things to go on and, and watch what happens. And man, like you said, like McCann was saying, is it noticeable? As a fan, it's totally noticeable. Like uh, the hockey I watched last year, I wa- we watched a lot of good hockey, I think. But I think we're about to watch a lot of great hockey. Well, there's more competition for jobs and mm. like anything else, mm. <laughs> you're worried about your job. You somehow try to do it better. Uh, and at the NHL level, I mean, who doesn't want to play in the best league in the world? So uh, if you look at it for last season, there were players that uh, played a hefty amount of games that just weren't being able to, to contribute offensively. You know, they'd be fine defensively, but they, they you just you weren't counting on them to score. And you need goals to win games. And this year, you've got guys that you can count on to score all the way through the lines. In fact, you know, when Everett and I and you know, JT and, and John Forslund on the TV side, when we all sit and try to make our lines for what the start of the season would look like, I've got like three or four different iterations, and I don't know which one is going to stick because you've got, you know, Donato who plays well and scored some goals, but, you know, Daniel Sprong has had a really good training camp. He's got a laser shot uh, when he gets it right in his wheelhouse. Uh, you've and got, they just they um, just signed him sure. up too, didn't they? Contractually, they just locked him up a little bit. Right, just uh, signed a contract. It's a two-way deal, so that means he has an NHL salary when he's in the NHL, and then a lo- lower minor league salary when he's in uh, Coachella. If that's the situation, okay. Um, Geeky is another guy who played a lot of games last year. They want him to take another step. So there's there's a lot of competition, and and with that, you know, we don't have or haven't seen some of these off days where they're out practicing on the ice, but it just, they're not at their best. And now they, no player can afford to have a, a practice off in terms of their their quality and what they're doing on the ice, because the coaching staff and management, they're looking for the best 12 forwards. And those are the guys that are going to make it, make it for opening night. And we're going to win the Stanley cup, right? Like that's what it sounds <laughs> that's like. What it sounds but maybe like I'm just saying. getting ahead of yeah. I my and ourselves. That's what Dave said. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Interesting. <laughs> okay. uh, so the, here's the thing. They won 27 games last year. Right. And so to make the playoffs, you need at least 40 something wins. That's a big step. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're, they're, they're going to be better than last year. That's, you can mark that down. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it, again, it's going to be a, a slow building process going up. And uh, I just early in training camp here, very encouraged because it looks like they're a team that's not going into every game thinking, oh, if we get scored against, we're done. It's more like, we get scored against, no problem. We got guys that can score. Let's go do it. Well, we in Seattle love yeah. this competition thing you're saying. I mean, it sounds right out of the Pete Carroll Seahawks sort of playbook where, you know, competition be- breeds, you know, iron sharpens iron, that whole sort Always of thing. Always compete. And yeah, so that, that sounds great. Sign me up. I, w- I wanted to ask you about the young guys, though, because, you know, Shane Wright, 
draft pick. I mean, we got him, what, number four, but a lot of Fell people thought us. he should have gone higher. He had the stare down with the Canadians table, all that. I mean, <laughs> he's got some fire. He's got a chip on his shoulder. How's he looking? Yeah, he plays with intensity, and that's what I like about him. He's got an NHL body, right? He's a strong, stocky, uh, I call him a kid because he's 18 and I'm not. But um, he, he's, amongst his peers, he's just heads and tails better in playing junior hockey. So hmm. there's no real sense for in my world for him to go back another year of junior. Learn to play at the NHL level. Uh, you know, get some power play time. He's got a really wicked shot. Uh, he's got a couple of like quick little moves that uh, I can see are going to pay off for him. Uh, the NHL is hard, right? Like every player is is trying to stay in the best league in the world. And with Shane Wright, the, the benefit of having more depth as a team is that he's going to play with better wings. He's been playing with Jared McCann on one side. You know, sometimes he has Everly on the other side. I mean, these are proven point producers. And for Wright, like any young centerman, winning faceoffs is difficult because you're going against, you know, haggard veterans who know how to, you know, get those little tricks in winning the face-off. That is an area that he has to improve on, and he knows that. But I think he's looked good so far. I think he's an intelligent hockey player, so he's going to learn and, and grow as the season goes on. And so I'm, I'm encouraged by uh, Shane Wright. Excuse me, I heard a segue. If you are if you were a betting man, Dave, and you wanted to go to betonline.ag, one of our wonderful sponsors... Using our promo code BELIEVE50 for an extra 50% welcome bonus when you go to betonline.ag. When would you say that Shane will be in the NHL? Is there a certain game you're looking at? Is there a date? What's the timeline here? From the jump? Like people might take this information and bet with it. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if that's a prop bet, but we could ask Jimmy Betts at betonline.ag. I, I, I think he's poised to make the team. That's what I think uh, from what I've seen. And and so oh wow, you can look at opening night. Uh, it might be a situation where he doesn't play every night because the NHL, like I said, there's back-to-backs. There's like four games and, and seven nights on the road where you really get worn down. And with the amount of depth, you could swap them in and out. But um, I, I could see a world where he, he starts the season with the Seattle graphic. That would be amazing, right? Yeah. A high draft yeah. pick, opening night. Oh, okay. So then, Dave, when does he score his first goal? Game one? Game two? First minute oh. of game one? Oh, the place would go bananas. Yeah, home openers, home openers <laughs> are third game. I'm going to say within their first five games. Uh, I don't know if that's a prop bet, but that, you know, it, it would be a great Cinderella story if it was like Veneers who just jumped in the NHL and started getting points. Right. But right. Uh, Shane's a different type of player. Um, and so I'm going to give him just a little leeway. Oh, man. I'm excited now. I bet it's going to be the historian. The historian still has to be the historian and has to continue to be the historian. Oh, Donato? Did you see that breakaway goal in in one of these preseason (laughs) games? Sick. With all of the scoring that they're going to do is going to come all of our nicknames. And Dave, as you know, we, we come up with silly ones for all the players. You can take any of them back to the team that you want. Don't forget, everybody, you got Dan coming back this year. Jordan Mm -hmm. Eberle, Dan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. McCann, who Dave already talked about, the Salmon McCann, and you know he's going to be rifling them. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see him taking shots this year, man. That was exciting last year. Sprong, like you said. Do we have one for Sprong? I think he's actual Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I think. That would make sense. Dave, let's talk some goaltending um, because, like you said, I mean, they didn't even give up any goals at Climate Pledge, and it was a bit of a problem last year. Lots of guys getting into the danger zone. But seems like they're doing good this year. 
new goaltending coach, Steve Breer, and uh, you know the goaltenders have uh, mentioned to me they really like his approach and how they have uh, how he works with them. And from what I understand, you know, Breer isn't the type of goalie coach that is going to change a lot of things on a goaltender. He's going to work with what the goaltender has and make subtle improvements as I get into my goaltender stance. Um, and so <laughs> with Martin Jones, he's like a real calm goaltender, positionally sound, doesn't overreact. And then you just got to worry about like what depth you're playing at, how far out from the net, just cut down the angle. And so I've been seeing some of the drills they were working on with him. And with Philip Grubauer, I really think just coming back to a team in a city he knows, you know, he's got his place now uh, settled mm-hmm. in and you know, he's been excellent and you know, perfect in the preseason so far. So for myself, and I look at all these small little details, um, he was using his new pads at the start of last season. And it was a, a bit of a different manufacturer from the tech pads that he had in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Things were going well early. He put on those Colorado pads and they felt good to him. He actually wore the Colorado pads. And at that time, that's when his game improved. Then the pad manufacturer that he has built the pads to match the Colorado pads just with cracking colors. And so to start this year, his pads are all figured out. He loves them. They're great. Uh, and a goaltending is a lot of a, a mental challenge, obviously, because you're the only guy that when you make a mistake, a red light goes on. And so I think with him, he's just, he's more settled as well. And wow. I, I think that that as when you're, when your goaltender is settling in, then you're going to do well and they have to have better goaltending or they're not going anywhere. See, that's why I was dressed for the show. You guys like, look good, play good. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're not comfortable in what you're wearing. You're not going to have a good game. That's why Dave travels with the release the show T-shirts. He yeah. wants to be comfortable all the time. You know, in baseball and other things where it, I'm not I'm not just boiling it down to superstition, but just that routine, that comfort level, like all these different factors other than than just, hey, his his, you know, play on the ice. But yeah. something as simple, like you said, as specific as the pads mm-hmm. and how those play into it. Uh, as as a you know newer fan to hockey and following the game and the team, uh, that's interesting to me that that would play uh, you know uh, a larger role in that. But it makes total sense uh, and, in in and, terms of him settling in and getting comfortable that something like that would play a big role. And and so yeah, I appreciate that that little nugget, Dave. And if he starts yeah, not doing I mean, good this year, we should call his mom and get his pads from Pee Wee's or something <laughs> like that. You know, just keep on yes. going back to the good times. They still fit. Right. The ones that are packed with deer hair and made of uh, leather. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Dave, what would you say is the most uh, improved part of the team going into this season? Uh, Their skill level. I think that that they've added, uh, as we mentioned, Bjorkstrand and Barakowski. And uh, with Veneers coming back, he knows, you know, that 10-game look last season allowed him to know the the levels and just the the way that uh, pros – play the game at mm-hmm. the highest level. And then uh, you look back on defense. I, last year, my um, my soapbox, I was always talking about how the Kraken, they need a, a right shot power play defense. Oh, yeah. I remember that. They lacked. Mm-hmm. Lacked. I remember you said that. You said that on, on here. Was, he wouldn't yeah, shut and, up about and, it. He just you know, goes on and on and on about it. He was texting me in the middle of the night, Chris. I was getting texts from Dave, like right-handed. Defense. Right-handed. Like, defense. Yeah, you're like, okay, Dave. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the thing when you press your text and it gets like the two exclamation points. Like, I, just, I wore my thumb out on that. 
And so uh, Justin Schultz is is that uh, right hand uh, power play defenseman, right hand shot. Uh, he's got a couple of Stanley Cups, you know, broken in the league with the Edmonton Oilers, and then moved around, played in Pittsburgh. So yep. I knew, you know, watching Chris Letang, what he did, and then played in Washington, watched John Carlson, how, how he, you know, ran the power play on the blue line. And so we've got a right shot power play defenseman in Schultz. We've got a left shot power play defenseman in Vince Dunn, and they both are equally adept at uh, just making and creating plays. So. Mm-hmm. That was a, a big ad on the back end. What, if anything, not to bring the party down here, but what, if anything, has you a little oh, nervous man. going into the season? Maybe we're a little thin in one area or something, something fans can look for as a, as a spot we might need to improve upon. Yeah, I, I'd like them to, to play more physical. And, you know, their roster doesn't scream that. Right, you're not looking at Jordan Everly to run a guy through the boards, mm-hmm. and you're not looking at uh, you know Matty Deveniers to to take a guy's head off. And you don't just mean fights; you mean physical all throughout, just right? I mean, John play. Hayden got in two fights, right, or whatever. But like, yeah. you want physical play all throughout. Yeah, and so so John Hayden, right? Like a, a big guy who's going to take the body, and if it comes down to dropping the gloves, he can handle himself. He can take care of other players. Uh, you know, we got some size back in the blue line with Jamie Alexiak. But the only the one area is. If you don't have those guys, and that's fine, then the guys that you do have, they do have to play a little more physical. It, it can't all be poking for pucks and and skating to you know kind of the quiet areas. Right. And I, when the Kraken, it, it's interesting. Last season when they did it as well, when they forecheck hard and when they consistently take the body, it's almost like the other team is like, "Hey, you guys shouldn't be doing that." And then they start taking retaliatory penalties, and then the game starts to go in the favor of the Kraken's power plays, you know, things like that, or retaliation. So so as the roster, how it's currently constructed, again, you don't look at it and go, boy, that's a physically intimidating team. Mm. But you can be physically intimidating by using your speed and being ferocious on the forecheck and battle. And so that's it. The battle level of this team, I'd like it to stay or uh, find another level to get higher. Guys, the season hasn't started yet, so it's the perfect time to make some bold predictions. We're talking about the teams improved. We know they're going to be a little bit better. But ultimately, where do they end up? I mean, is this a team that is going to take this franchise in its second season to their first ever playoffs? I would like to not join you. <laughs> you just don't want to be wrong. I was so freaking terrible last year when it came to predictions. <laughs> I'd like to keep my record zero for zero, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna just predict that uh, I don't. I don't know if it's like a division winning team or whatever. And to be perfectly honest, the rules of how even to get into the playoffs or how the playoff structure is escapes my hockey novice brain right now. But I do think that this is gonna be a team that should be at least contending to get into the playoffs, based off of what we've seen so far, based off of what they've added, and. Um, just because I want them to. So I'm going to will it into happening. (laughs) My prediction is they're going to play 82 games in the regular season. Uh That, that, that is the prediction. Okay, write that down. Got that. Write it down. This is why we have him on. That's right. This is why we have him on. Um, I I, I think they're in the conversation (laughs) playoff-wise. I'm going to say that they're... You know, last season they had, I think it was three shutouts. I think they're going to eclipse that number. I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on the goaltending and their defensive structure, mm. and especially okay. how they play through the preseason. Like that. So that would be an area where I would uh, I'd see improvement. Well, how many games did they win last year? 27. 27. Uh, you said it's got to be about 40-ish to make the playoffs. I mean, 
Is yeah. this a team that can win? would give you 90 points. Then okay. you need like, you know, some OTLs, some overtime losses where you get that extra point. So you, you want to be, you got to get to 95, not 95 points. Basically. Okay. All right. And, Come on. Okay. Give me a number. Give me a number on this team right now. Oh, I, I, there are some, uh, you know, advanced uh, analytics websites that have run numbers for what the team is, you know, throughout the NHL. And they've got the crack and a 60% chance of making the playoffs. I think they okay. have close to 90 points. Okay. So that, again, that yeah. doesn't get you in, but, you know, right you, there. You only, you're, 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 you're in the conversation in March. Yeah. Right? That's, that's where they want to be in the conversation within striking distance uh, in March. And so I can see that happening. Would, would I, mean, that be, I mean, is that a successful season? Would we all sit here and say, hey, in season number two, 90 points, right on the edge, young talent, building something clearly, taking a major step from year one. We'd all have to write that down as kind of a major success, I would think. Yeah, it's not uh, a real sexy thing to say, but right. it's the truth. And, and it, you know, if you take a step back and just be like, okay, what are they trying to do here? They're trying to improve year by year and they're trying to add more pieces. They've done that. Like mm-hmm. from year one to year two, they have made that first step. And then yeah. the next part of that is, okay, now we need to win more games with what we have. And then we can see if we can do some minor upgrades in certain positions. So, uh, you know, Ron Francis doesn't do anything without thinking it through thoroughly. And I think, you know, so far he's proven that, the slow and steady is is getting you in the race. Yeah, I think that that last year we were all caught up with comparing to the crack. I mean, to the to the Golden Knights as as an expansion team and and what they did and everything. But building slow, building blocks, putting them together to 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 hopefully come out on the other side with something consistent and more long term and a team that's going to be good for years to come. I'd rather have that than to have just exploded on the scene and then potentially implode. And, right. you know, I, I'm I'm if that's where we're going, I'll take it, take it any day. And for my prediction, because I'm going to jump in here and actually oh, do it, even though I said I wasn't going to do it. Um, you guys inspired me. I'm going to say my guy, the Scoy Wonder. Uh, doubles his goal amount. Yeah, <laughs> doubles. <Four. laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> going out, going out on a huge limb here. Also, okay? thank you for reminding me of that nickname. I'm writing that one back down. I like the that. Scoy Wonder is actually going to become the Scoy Wonder. All right, sort of. Even uh, though, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's email time. Let's go to the unsponsored email inbox and check out what we got. Congratulations, Skippy! You've got mail. Voice oh, of hey. Dave Letterman there. Uh, Producer Katie, what do you got for us? Uh, this email is addressed to you specifically, Brett. Okay. What did I do? So we'll start there. Oh, it wow. Says, <clears throat> it says, Brett, went to the game on Monday night, mm-hmm. particularly impressed by rookie defenseman Riker Evans. Oh. Listed at 192 pounds, but probably closer to 175 when he's not wearing gear. He's the real deal. Confident with the puck. Moves the puck immediately with purpose. Understands where the play is going instead of reacting to the play. See Jay Olskank. What? Alexiak? Yeah, Alexiak. For what what not to do. Uh Uh-huh. And very good vision. Oh. Can't wait to see more. Have a great season and let me know if you're in town on a game night. I think he asked you out on a date. Sweet. Oh. Oh, wow. A friend mandate Mm -hmm. to the Kraken game. I love this. Awesome. Who's who's it from? Uh, Matt. All right. Hey, Matt. Thanks for the email. Thanks for listening to the show. Dave, what do you think about Riker Evans? Well, interesting that uh, you ask. 
I, I'm really impressed with his uh, hockey sense. Uh, he's a very good uh, young defenseman. Uh, he just got sent down today to Coachella, to the minor league team. Oh. And that isn't a slight on how he is as a player. Oh. It's just supposed to show how there's competition for jobs. And he's a guy, because he's on his entry-level contract, they can put him on a minor league team without having to put him on waivers that hmm. any other team can pick him off. As you guys know, um, Magnus Helberg got picked off waivers. The, the uh, Kraken tried to send him down to Coachella Valley, the minor league team, and the Ottawa Senators plucked him off the waiver wire. He's yeah, now with the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Uh, Riker Evans doesn't have to worry about that. And so uh, he's going to uh, you know, get his uh, feet wet down uh, with uh, Coachella. Of course, they're still practicing in Seattle for the first month of the season and playing games uh, as well. And um, he's got a promising future. Uh, I, I really enjoyed watching him. Um, good poise with the puck. Uh, plays very confident and you know he's gonna enter his first year pro and start it off uh, in the minor leagues see chris you you hear that our listeners we got smart listeners man we got smart scouts out there in the stands nailed it on i don't right know if ends. i really care though because he addressed it only to you oh. um and so i'm a little hurt by that and so if anyone wants to email in directly to me about like justin <laughs> schultz or or something like that i would i would gladly take that um anyone you guys can do anyone? that uh release the show anyone? at gmail.com thanks for the email matt hey before we get out of here we're out of just time, kidding love you matt Chris, Chris, I know you wanted to talk about another person that you love. There's a new member of the Kraken family, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the newest member of the Kraken family on the show before we get out of here. Well, I just, I wanted to, I, I have been hearing so much to the extremes, love and hate Uh-oh. for this newest member, the what? mascot. What? Who hates, who hates, Bowie the who troll. hates Bowie the Troll? Nobody oh, hates there, Bowie the Troll. There's been... And people that are like this this is terrible and why didn't they have it do something more you know in terms of the water and, uh, and they don't think it's seattle enough and then they think it's like they're they're actually kids i heard they're like kind of scared of it even though there are kids oh, that love it but i've been hearing a lot of both sides so i wanted to get dave's take yeah on buoy the troll nephew of the famous fremont troll under the aurora Brit, aurora overpass so right. dave what are your thoughts on the unveiling of our newest Bowie? member well dave's probably met you Bowie. a fan of Bowie? Yeah. Uh, okay. So <laughs> we knew that it was going to be a while before they would introduce a mascot. And a lot of thought processes going on. And so I wasn't privy to all the steps. And then I heard something and might have seen something and was curious. But when I saw Bowie repel from the rafters, and then I saw him kind of walk across the ice and almost fall and catch himself and then do a dance move and almost fall into a light stanch. And then I'm like, you quirky little so-and-so. Yeah. Uh, he's lovable. He's quirky. He's got that little removable tooth. Who doesn't? Yeah. And so, I mean, a little tattoo. He's got a tattoo on his butt. Uh, he's got an anchor right on his butt cheek. Right. Yeah. I think it's fun. And that's what it should be. And yeah, you know, yeah. there are oh, there's kids that are afraid of puppies. And also, like, yeah, some kids might not, you know, immediately run up to uh, a certain mascot, but I think it's going to be very endearing. Um, I, I like the concept. You guys mentioned, the, you know, the Fremont Troll. And, yeah. um, <laughs> local? I love he it. Local. Right? How can you, how can you troll side. a troll, by the way? You're trolling a troll? You can't troll a troll out no, there, everybody. <laughs> and also, here's it's rant time, everybody. A quick word to all you Kraken fans. It's only been two Here seasons. We go. Have you lost your sense of humor? The team is called the Kraken. 
It's already right. kind of a silly mythical sea creature beast. We didn't nobody thought the name would be the Kraken when everybody started first thinking about an NHL team in Seattle. And it's called the Kraken. Why? Because we in Seattle love fun. And Bowie is fun. They're not saying boo, they're saying Bowie. It's the it's the Fremont <laughs> Troll. If they did a squid, it's two on the nose. The Mariners have the moose. What does a moose have to do with sailing, I ask you? Nothing. The Sonics had Sasquatch. What's Squatch got to do with basketball? I don't know. He's tall. That's the best I can come up with. Everett has yeah, the Aqua Very socks. athletic. That's not even a real thing. It's just a tree frog. <laughs> they put it on their hat. There's no such thing as an Aqua sock. How about a Seahawk, I ask you? Is there even a real thing as a Seahawk? There's an Osprey. There's a Seagull. There's maybe a hawk that lives by the ocean, but I've never heard of an actual Seahawk, sea right? And so they went with Blitz. And like I said, a bit on the nose. The Kraken hey, thinking outside the box, and I, I like <laughs> it. Brad. Yeah. That's some of your best work, man. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Hey, man, I'm on Bowie's side, okay? I got Bowie's yeah. back. I'm a Bowie backer. Okay? Well, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said he was getting a lot of love and hate. I'm a fan. I'm a hashtag, fan of Bowie. Hashtag Bowie backer. At release the show on all social media. <laughs> you guys, go to the arena. Give Bowie a high five. Why not? It's silly and fun. Yeah. Um, boy, I'm all. I'm we don't want to see now. a Kraken anyway, right? I mean, like, it's <laughs> you, mythical. You guys can find our guest Dave Tomlinson on all social media at Hockey Dave T. You can also catch him on the radio broadcast of the Kraken Games of the Mighty Kraken Games. Check out all his calls. Uh, that's uh, KJR, right, Dave? It is in the Kraken Audio Network, home of the Kraken, with his partner right. Fitz. Oh, man, I can't wait for this season. Partner and roommate. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) But he is a messy one for sure. (laughs) Sorry, Fitz. Secret's out. Oh, man. Uh, What else do we used to do at the end of this thing, Chris? I don't know. I think we'd say, hey, thank you, Dave. We appreciate it. We love you. Can't wait to have you back. And um, see ya. There you go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.